Sarah Heiner, President of Bottom Line Inc., the number one provider of expert-sourced, expert-vetted, expert advice that empowers your life. I'm thrilled today to be talking to Dr. Lori Steelsmith, a leading licensed naturopathic physician specializing in women's health. She's the co-author of several books, including the critically acclaimed book, Natural Choices for Women's Health. Lori is also one of Bottom Line's team of expert bloggers. She can find her blog, Natural Healing Secrets for Women, at BottomLineInc.com. And you can learn more about Lori's very busy practice in Hawaii at naturalchoicesforwomen.com. So welcome, Lori. I'm so glad to be talking to you. Oh, me too. Me too. I'm very excited about this. Good. And you know what? We, we are new to podcasting together. So the, the topic today is on anxiety. So it's perfect for me because I always get a little nervous and anxious when I'm, when I'm going to be doing new things. <laughs> Yes, I understand. All right, so we're going to talk about anxiety. You um, wrote a blog recently about pyrrole disorder, and that was a form of anxiety. And the interesting thing for, for me is that anxiety seems to be, your take on anxiety and the things that you talk about, the core treatments of anxiety, roots of anxiety, is very different than the common practice of, of the way people deal with and think about anxiety. Um, because I see that they're, they're being treated with Xanax, they're suppressing the symptoms, you know, the doctors are giving them SSRIs, and that, not, that is in no way the way that you're viewing anxiety and managing anxiety for women. That's correct. You know, there are often underlying causes to why somebody has anxiety. It may not just be because they have had a stressor in their life. It may not be just because there are... Um, potentially have a hormone imbalance, but there can actually be a biochemical imbalance that's due to a genetic defect. So people can actually be born with a tendency towards having anxiety. And, and this tendency can be because they simply don't break down a um, byproduct that their body makes in the process of making hemoglobin. So we make hemoglobin all the time, we have to make it from iron, and our bodies actually can make this thing called a pyrrole. And some people don't get rid of pyrroles. Well, well. That's for pyrrole, I'm gonna interrupt you for one second, because I wanna come back to pyrrole disorder, but let's, let's okay. talk a little more broadly just about anxiety, because I think that so many people are suffering from it, and I wanna be sure that they understand what's going on at the root of it, right? So that when they go to their doctor, I remember going into my gynecologist soon after my kids were born, and how are you, and oh, a little tired, a little this, and he was very quick to say, well, maybe I'll give you something for it. And that's not the way that, that they should be treating us. So what is, how many people, like, what, how many people are really suffering from a genetic disorder? How many people really are suffering from an emotional disorder? How many people really are suffering from a hormonal disorder? What are the, the different roots of anxiety? Well, truly, people can have different reasons why they're anxious, just like you mentioned. And, you know, anxiety as a whole is kind of an umbrella term. And then I think we have to really drill down into like, well, what kind of anxiety? And you're right. You go to the medical doctor and they just want to give you Xanax. You know, they just want to take away the symptom rather than finding out why the person has anxiety. And sometimes Xanax is the right thing to give somebody because if you're having a panic attack, that's not a lot of fun. But to actually try to prevent these in the first place, and second, even to treat generalized anxiety. Now, I think as humans in general, we're all just a little amped up and anxious because 
um, really, when you look at an evolutionary stance, like if you weren't anxious about a tiger possibly eating you, you know, you probably got eaten by the tiger. Right. So, you know, we all are sort of um, genetically programmed to be a little bit anxious, but some people have more anxiety than others. And this is where it comes into neurotransmitter imbalances. And then we want to look at, well, why? Why are we having neurotransmitters imbalances? And and why do some people have more anxiety than other people? And what can be done about it? So um, you're correct in that, you know, our, our typical medical model is, oh, gee, you have a symptom, so let's just give you a drug to take it away. And, you know, and it does work. I mean, these drugs do work for most people. Some drugs work better for some people than other people, depending on also their biochemistry. But truly, if we drill down into why somebody may be having anxiety and looking at um, interventions that can change their neurotransmitter status, and neurotransmitters are brain chemicals, by the way, for your listeners, then we can actually mitigate a lot of generalized anxiety and even prevent, you know, major panic attacks in people that, you know, otherwise would end up being addicted to Xanax or Klonopin or some other um, SSRI or serotonin selective reuptake inhibitor, which is a class of drugs that boost serotonin. Well, that's kind of where, where my brain heads. And because I, 20 years ago, I ended up, I, I had some anxiety. I had some, well, I didn't start out with anxiety. I started out with hives. I was given Xanax. I was given um, you know, prescription for a psychiatrist. I was given um, Benadryl. I was given prednisone. And from the prednisone and, and from, from um, my body, what had happened was my body was beaten up. When I went and started working with a naturopathic physician, he gave me a 24-hour urine test, which you talk about in a number of your blogs for reading hormones and my body was worn out from stress, from poor eating, from lifestyle, from so many things in the environment. And I'm wondering how many people should, you know, the, when they start to have an anxiety issue, should go straight to checking their biochemicals, their hormones, their, their neurotransmitters to see what underneath is, is lacking and to, so they can I build would it say, up. I, I would say everybody because truly, we need to look at, you know, there's different types of anxiety. And one of the things that I wrote about was this pyrrole disorder, but there are other reasons why anxiety can be triggered. And, you know, it sounds like for you, it was a hormone deficiency and possibly your adrenals were not able to release the hormones necessary to show up for life, um, meaning cortisol and, or that you were just putting out a lot of adrenaline at that point. Um, some women can have even a condition called copper overload, which can be related to pyrrole, but actually when people don't get rid of copper very well, the copper can take dopamine, which is one of our neurotransmitters, which makes us feel you know, hopeful and happy and can push it into norepinephrine, which is adrenaline. And then people end up feeling adrenalized all the time and amped up all the time and hyperreactive to their environment. Right, which then sends them over um, a cliff into a panic attack. That's right. And it can do that. And, and, the, and the medications that you were prescribed, um, you know, prednisone in particular is such an upper. I mean, it's basically just giving you adrenal hormone at this very high dose. And some people feel fantastic on it. I mean, I just had a girlfriend, a very dear friend of mine with terrible migraines, put on a very high dose of prednisone. And she felt like she had just been given a new lease on life. Um, she was singing Michael Bublé's song about, you know, how life is wonderful. Oh I, <laughs> you know? It was, but for, but for the fact that my arm is falling off, I will never let someone give me prednisone again because it made me feel horrible. It sent me, no one told me not to drink caffeine. Right. 
I had a Diet Coke when I was on it, and it sent me into this horrible panic attack, and then I had to fight them. I now had was sensitive to it for years as a result. Um, Right. So, but yes. Right, and it's... Yeah, it's a life-saving drug in some instances, right. and you definitely don't want to become somebody who's who can't take it in case you did have an anaphylactic reaction yes. or you did have some kind of situation where you needed right. it. But what? So let's go back to though the hormone deficiency and the deficiency of the, of the bodies, because again, these drugs that are being given, they will stop the symptoms. Yes, they'll come. And I took Xanax. You know, I had plenty of time when I took my Xanax, but it didn't fix it. It wasn't until I got my hormones in balance and I built up my underlying system that the panic attacks eventually went away and the anxiety went away. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, your naturopath, I'm sure, looked at the root cause of the hives, right? I mean, it's like, well, you have these hives and you've got anxiety. Well, let's find out why. And, you know, maybe taking the Xanax for a little while just so you can still live your life, but and and maybe some Benadryl to take the hives down. But while you're doing the under you have some food allergies. Gee, do you have a leaky gut? Gee, what is your liver being exposed to? Um, you know, let's look at, you know, like your adrenal glands. I'm sure your naturopath looked at that. And and how do we then make the adjustments necessary to help support and nurture and nourish, you know, that part of your endocrine system and really your whole endocrine system? Right. Because when your adrenals are fried, it's going to impact your thyroid. It's going to impact your ovaries. It's going to impact you know, really every cell in your exactly. body. Exactly. And again, I think that that's happening, and correct me if I'm wrong, across age groups. Young mothers are having it, teenagers are having it, you know, across the spectrum because they're not eating right, because they're not getting the proper nutrition, because we are living in this chronically stressed world. I agree. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think... <laughs> I mean, I think people are not, you know, I think the reason why so many people are seeking out meditation is because truly we need to come back to our centers. We need to come back to our bodies. And, you know, people are constantly leaning forward in life and and, and not being present with what is right now. And that creates a, a lot of unrootedness and that results in a lot of anxiety, just mental anxiety. It's true. All right. I'm gonna, let's, I'm gonna take a little break, and then we're gonna come back and talk about um, specifically about pyrrole disorder, about treatments for that hormone deficiency, drugs that can make you anxious. Um, so I'm gonna take a break for a second, uh, talk about your books, and we'll be right back. I'm talking to Dr. Lori Steelsmith about some of the many challenges that women face, whether it's breast pain, vaginal pain, or emotional pain. We all want to live and love freely, but it's not easy when our bodies don't cooperate. Dr. Sealsmith is the author of several highly acclaimed books, all for sale at BottomLineStore.com. Her best-selling book, Great Sex Naturally, reveals for the first time how women can combine modern medicine, ancient secrets, and completely natural methods to dynamically recharge their sexuality. She includes all those candid questions that women have about libido, vaginal dryness, menstruation, and ovulation, but are afraid to ask anybody. Great Sex Naturally is a vital guide for women who want more fulfilling sex lives. Growing younger every day, the three essential steps for creating youthful hormone balance at any age is Dr. Steele Smith's all-purpose go-to guide for women. It's loaded with specific tips, advice, and practical information to help transform their lives forever. Dr. Steele Smith's first book, Natural Choices for Women's Health, How the Secrets of Natural and Chinese Medicine Can Create a Lifetime of Wellness, charts a course to wellness for all women. The book is divided into 10 crucial components of a woman's body. The immune system, kidneys, liver, digestive system, heart, 
hormones, bones, breasts, pelvis, and mental health, all of which must work together in concert in order to enjoy vital health. Natural Choices for Women's Health is a must-have reference manual for all women who know there are ways to health beyond the world of mainstream medications. You can buy all of Lori's books at bottomlinestore.com. And if you use coupon code Lori, that's L-A-U-R-I-E, you get 20% off when you buy them. Bottomlinestore.com. Lori, let's talk about the, the most common causes of anxiety. So I interrupted you earlier. So now, now I'm ready to talk about pyrrole disorder, which seems to be how many people are, are vulnerable to this? It's a genetic disorder, right? It is. And, you know, according to Dr. William Walsh, who, Walsh, who um, he's written a book called Nutrient Power, and I've been to his conferences. He's a pretty amazing man in his 80s, and he has done an incredible amount of work identifying different patterns of depression and anxiety. And he claims that about 15% of people with depression have pyrrole as the underlying cause of their depression. Now, depression and anxiety kind of go together because it's they're similar neurotransmitters that are off when people have depression or have anxiety. And basically, this, this condition called pyrrole disorder is associated with reduced serotonin and reduced GABA. Now, serotonin is our happy... And what, are the, what are the symptoms? Yeah. So in your blog, you talked about the symptoms that the woman that was suffering from it had. So what are some of the symptoms that people would know to be aware of um, well, to the sim- get tested? The symptoms are really that it's like a mood disorder. Basically, there's a lot of free-floating anxiety. There can be episodes of depression. There are other symptoms that you know maybe you wouldn't think about too much, but these symptoms are like poor stress control, lots of sensitivity to light, to sounds, to odors, um, kind of a lost sense of textures or hyper irritability to tags on your clothes. Um, there can be uh, white spots on your fingernails, and that's typically associated with zinc deficiency. So if I have a patient who comes in and I see their fingernails have these little white clouds on them, I'm like, huh, let's check your zinc levels. And you know, zinc is such a critical nutrient. Um, it's and it's depleted in people who have this pyrrole disorder. Um, you know, it's criti- zinc is critical for activating a nutrient, um, you know, called B6. The active form of B6 is called pyridoxal 5-phosphate or P5P. And that's critical for activating serotonin and GABA, as well as other neurotransmitters as well. So, you know, people with this condition, they tend to have a lot of inner tension. They can have lots of mood swings. And because the pyral disorder can lead to more oxidative stress or free radical activity in the body, it can also lead to more joint pains. It can lead to more um, infection infections, like frequent infections. And that's also related to the lower levels of zinc. So if somebody has anxiety yep. and they go to, you know, which doc, they go to their GP or they go to their gynecologist, will the doctor even know to test for this? Or is this something that someone needs to ask them about? This is something that probably a holistically trained psychiatrist will know about as well as naturopathic physician who is looking for the underlying cause of their anxiety. So most medical doctors, people, I go to my gynecologist, I go to my, my GP, I That's say right. I've got, I had panic attacks, they want That's to right. give me Xanax, they might, and then they're going to, that's it. That's the end of the day. And they will not consider anything underlying. So it's up no. to anybody listening to be asking. That's correct. Or seek out a holistically oriented 
psychiatrist because the conference that I went to, I mean, it was very interesting. There were 150 doctors there. Only 10 of them were naturopathic physicians. And I had to beg my way into this conference because they were booked. When they found out that I was from Hawaii, they were like, oh, yes, you can get in, even though the conference is closed, because they didn't have anyone doing this medicine in Hawaii. And I have since sent some of my colleagues, you know, to Dr. Walsh's conferences to learn about this. And I want to tell you, I've been in practice for 25 years. I learned about this about two, three years ago. I have been using um, the, the testing that was recommended and testing my patients. And I, I have a huge patient load. And there are some patients that I have just really knocked my head against the wall trying to help them over the years. This treatment with the pyrrole, and then there's another thing that we'll talk about another time called copper overload, has made a significant difference in my patients' health and wellness. Because once this gets under control, and, it, it, and they will live with it for life, having the pyrrole disorder, but they can manage it with nutrition and have better quality of life. And it's a simple test. It's a simple urine test. Yes. And then a it's, simple treatment. So the treatment for this was primarily nutrients, right? Correct. B vitamins, and, magnesium, zinc. Correct. There Z. are a few other there are a few other nutrients that I do use, but um, that gets into much more of the art of treatment. Yes. But for general purposes, the treatment requires superphysiologic doses of B6 and zinc. You know, the RDA for the recommended daily um, allowances or um, optimal daily intakes for these nutrients are very, very low in, in general nutrition. And what I'm giving patients is 200 milligrams, 300 milligrams of B6, which could put somebody into a toxic dose right? Because really anything over 150 milligrams of B6 for the normal average person could potentially lead to side effects of neuropathy. When the B6 is withdrawn, that neuropathy goes away. It is reversible. But people with this condition called pyral disorder, when they take superphysiologic doses of these nutrients, their pyral disorder gets under control and they do not tend to go into any kind of um, excess overdose symptom because they have increased functional requirements for these higher doses of nutrients, right. in particular, the B6 and the zinc it's and, and, and magnesium, because all of these are necessary to help um, uh, stabilize the neurotransmitters and another cycle in the body called methylation, which helps produce neurotransmitters. Right. Okay. So that's pyral disorder. So again, I want people to understand that if they're suffering from anxiety, they shouldn't stop at simply getting a prescription to, su to suppress their, their panic attacks. That's a good thing. You want to feel better in the short term, but you want to fix it in the long term. So that's one version. Version number two, let's talk about hormone deficiency a little bit. How would so, again, somebody comes into their doctor and they are having anxiety, they feel nervous, they feel whatever. How do they find out if they've got hormone deficiency? Again, should they, the, their medical doctor may or may not be able to test for that. Is that correct? Well, they can. I mean, yes, medical doctors can test for hormones and they can just run a blood test and look at estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHA.
HEA, they might run a morning cortisol. And, you know, that's that's great. Um, and, and actually, you know, if a woman is in perimenopause, meaning the eight to 10 years prior to menopause, or she's just right around menopause, and all of a sudden has come down with a lot of anxiety, you know, the first thing I'm going to think about, it's not going to be pyrrol, because that's really a lifelong issue. I'm actually going to be thinking, oh, this is just a, an acute onset. It's, it's fairly recent. Her hormones are, she's basically on a bucking horse, you know, right. Hello. Hormones going up Sorry. and hormones going down. And, and actually going, I'm going, yes, I'm going to be testing her hormones. And I actually may run a blood test because it'll be quick and easy, but a much more advanced and thorough test will be a 24-hour urine hormone test where you collect the urine <laughs> for 24 hours. There's nothing quite like it, but it gives it so much rich information. <laughs> You do. And then it really helps to direct care. But, you know, here's the deal. Estrogen sails along with serotonin. Progesterone sails along with um, a neurotransmitter called GABA, which is calming. Okay. So when, when women start to experience a lot of PMDD or premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which can affect up to 8% of women, we really want to find out what's happening with our hormones because progesterone in particular is so important for having women get adequate sleep and for feeling calm. And estrogen is so important for serotonin, which makes us feel happy and hopeful. So the treatment, if somebody's got a hormone deficiency underlying their their anxiety is the treatment and you're, you're a um, supporter of bioidentical hormone su supplementation? Well, I'm a major supporter of bioidentical hormones when appropriate, but I think for my patients that are in their late thirties, I'm really not going to go to the hormones first. I'm going to use my botanicals. I'm going to use my progesteronic herbs like chase tree berry. I'm going to use herbs that help to support estrogen at the right time of the cycle. So we're going to actually do acupuncture. We're going to use our herbs. We're going to look at diet. We're going to look at the foundation of health, which is diet, exercise, detox, mind and body. You know, that, that whole, we have to look at the whole person in order to help a woman move from being imbalanced and back to balance. Right. And again, looking at the stresses in their lives as well, which eats away at all of it? Big time. I mean, stress, really want to think about that. It's high levels of cortisol that are un, you know, unrelenting high levels of cortisol that then act as a monkey wrench in the rest of the system. Now, there's one other thing that I think we need to mention is thyroid. So the thyroid gland is really a producer of these hormones that that stabilize and, and maintain your metabolism. But they also have a profound effect on mood as well. And if a woman is hyperthyroid and she's, um, she's well, she's gonna be anxious and she's gonna be hyper. And if she's hypothyroid, she can be really depressed. So it's very important that the thyroid is assessed. And um, you know, my range of looking at thyroid when I do a blood test is much more narrow. And in fact, I also have patients check their basal temperature because it's your thyroid that's going to be managing your metabolism. And if your metabolism is slow and sluggish, then you're going to feel cold and you're not going to burn calories very efficiently and you're going to gain weight and you're going to have dry skin and um, hair may start falling out. And yeah, you're going to feel depressed and that depression can also lead to anxiety. So really important to have thyroid hormone levels looked at. Okay. And again, these are things that people need to ask, sometimes ask their docs because in seven minutes in a doctor's office, they don't really have a lot of time to discuss these things. You know, I sound like I'm beating on the medical community, but I'm not. It's, it's just that it's, it's a different way of dealing with these issues and challenges. And 
you know, doctors are trained in one way, the holistic practitioners are, are trained in a different way. So let me ask you this, ages, are there different ages depending on how old somebody is that, and they're presenting with anxiety symptoms that you're looking to pyrrole disorder versus hormone deficiency versus thyroid versus whatever? Well, great question. Um, hormone deficiencies, I'm definitely looking at my perimenopausal population. For sure, there can be a lot more anxieties as, as hormone, hormone levels are changing rapidly. In my postpartum patients, there can be quite a bit of anxiety and depression because of the potential to sequester copper and to keep it in the body and not be able to get rid of it. And too much copper can lead to more norepinephrine in some of these patients. In my um, kind of my teenagers, I, I often see pyrrole because that's when, you know, teenagers are growing rapidly and they need a lot of zinc to do that growth. And um, pyrrole patients tend to already be somewhat deficient in zinc. And so that just kind of puts them over the top. Um, but if a patient comes in, she's in her 30s, 40s, 50s, even a woman in her 60s. I've recently had a patient in her 70s that I diagnosed with pyrrole. She's had chronic insomnia for 25 years started treating her for the pyrrole and this woman is finally getting four hours of sleep. I mean, wow. this woman had crazy insomnia, wow. like two hours a night and that was it. And, you know, she's a, an avid meditator, a yoga person. She does a lot of good things for her body, but she could not sleep and treating the pyrrole has extended it to four. And the last time I spoke to her, I think she's starting to get like even more like five hours, which is giving her more of a normal life, you know, fantastic. Oh, no um, so yeah, should, it sounds like, that, you know, again, there's there's this trend in this country, maybe other countries, of teenagers with anxiety and depression. If, if someone's teenager is suffering or starts showing symptoms of this, should they immediately get, get tested for pyrrole? I would say it's a good idea and it's not a very expensive test, but at the same time, we have to look at other issues that may be going on with that person because yes. you know teenagers I think we're all you know I don't know if you remember but I remember <laughs> you know I who mean, remember? it was crazy <laughs> who remembers all that it's like oh I'm glad I'm the age right. I am I'm not doing that again um you know I mean you're 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 trying to kind of fuse your soul with your body yes. <laughs> you know at that time and I think that, you know, teenagers just going through rapid changes very fast. So day to day, their bodies are changing, their world is changing, their social clicks are, are, are happening. And especially with all the social media going on, I mean, I just can't even imagine being a teenager today with all your hypersensitivity going on at the same time. It is hard. It's so hard. All right. I want to ask you one other quick topic area. Um, and that's, let's talk for a minute about drugs, prescription medications that might make you more anxious. You know, as, as a side effect, although I always say side effects are really effects. They're just not the intended effects. Um, That's right. But what are certain drugs that people should look out for as okay. providing anxiety? And then how do they counterbalance that? Different drugs, et cetera. Well, that's a great question. Okay, so number one, albuterol is an upper. Albuterol is used for asthma. It's a bronchodilator. It is a major upper. I've had to use that a few times, and we've had something here called VOG or volcano fog, which makes everybody here super allergic and reactive. 
And I mean, you just, I mean, I just could not sleep on it. So albuterol needs to be known. Um, Zopinex, they've taken the molecule out of the albuterol or the chemical that makes albuterol, which makes it less ampy. You're less anxious. Um, I'd recommend that. It just costs a lot more money, but it's called XOPEN, Zopinex, EX, Zopinex. And it's a, um, it's, it's actually a very good drug as an alternative to albuterol. Um, oral contraceptives. I have a lot of young women who come to see me on birth control pills and they do not do well on them. Um, the birth control pill is going to give you lower levels of hormone than what your body's used to. And again, as we mentioned earlier, serotonin is dependent on estrogen and, and uh, GABA, which makes you feel calm, is dependent on progesterone. So, you know, a lot of young women can start to feel really anxious and start to have insomnia and they just don't feel well when they're taking oral contraceptives. Um, Ritalin, some of these amphetamines are also can create a lot of anxiety. Um, as you mentioned earlier, the steroids, even cortisone creams that are used topically, prednisone, dexamethasone, all of these can create anxiety. Um, a big one is being over-treated with thyroid medication. That can create a lot of anxiety as well. So I think that people need to be aware that there can be these effects from taking medications. You may be taking them for good reasons, but to start to connect the dots when you start to have symptoms after starting something new. All right. That's great. Dr. Lori Steele-Smith, thank you so much for talking to me about the hidden causes of anxiety. People can go and sign up for your blog at bottomlining.com, and we will, we will do more with you another day. Thank you, Lori. Oh, you're welcome.